move into this next song. You can either choose to go into a time of prayer on your own, focus on the words, or if you're watching at home, take this time to just focus on how great, great God is. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness. You give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, we pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only.
Father, so much has changed over the last year and a half. But the one thing that has remained constant is you. Is you and your love and your message and your mission. So I thank you for allowing us to be in this room together after so much time. People that just want to come together to worship you and focus on your greatness. And whatever reason the last year has for happening, we know that you bring all things together for our good. So any hardships that we may have faced, we have to learn to count it on joy and bring it back to you, God. We are thankful for your consistent grace It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out a praise, it's your praise in our lungs. So we pour out a praise to you only. Amen. Twenty years. For many, that has been most of their lifetime. Many were not even yet born. For others, it seems that the time has flown by with warp speed. Some may have forgotten the events of September 11, 2001. Others have lived each day haunted by these events, and the memories seem to overwhelm. We may try to shut them out, but they cannot be silenced. They beg for us to remember, to know that the brutality of that day played out in three distinct places has changed us forever. 
on this 20th anniversary, our memories cannot be silenced. New York, Arlington, Virginia, Shanksville, Pennsylvania. People were going about the beginning of what was a beautiful autumn day, filled with hope and with plans for their futures. Suddenly, all that would change. Lives would be lost. Many, in an instant, didn't know what had happened. Some would be heroes, understanding the brutality and the venom that was being unleashed, and doing what was ever possible for those whom had been affected. Others had been forced to live with the pain of inevitable death and knowing that they would never again see their loved ones. Some were able to leave loved ones' messages, others not. Today, we remember all of those lives, some 3,000. People of all ages, sexes, colors, religions, sexual orientations, ethnicities, educations, and jobs. The brutality knew no difference nor cared. Today we remember those 3,000, and yet still more. We also remember the families and friends of the 3,000 that were left behind, their anguish, uncertainty, grief, and pain. A pain that will never go away, a pain that they must learn to endure forever. We remember these families and friends. We remember the many children now 20 years of age who never had a chance to know their parent. They will forever live in a world of wondering what could have been, and they will never really know. And we mustn't forget the first responders who answered the call and gave the last full measure of their humanity. They were brave, they were unselfish, and they did the job that was set before them without reservation. And we must not forget the many who were present and witnessed the events of that day. Many hurt or killed others of whom have had to live each and every day with unending memories that haunt them in unfathomable ways. On this 20th anniversary, we as a nation must never forget what happened. Each of these dear souls must live in our thoughts and our prayers forever and have a very special place in our hearts. The world was changed on September 11th, 2001. It is up to us to honor that change, to learn from it and never, ever forget. 
May the divine light of all that is truth, comfort, healing, and lasting hope be our polar star now and forever as we go forward. We must always remember. We must never forget. Amen. Thank you, Rev. Jefferson, for those uh, deep and meaningful, heartfelt words as we remember. Never forget. Well, good morning, and what a glorious morning it is to be back here. I'm Pastor Mark with Harmony Toluca Lake, uh, an affirming, diverse, inclusive faith community, second campus of Hollywood United Methodist Church, and it's our first day back in the sanctuary, resuming in-person worship for the first time. Yes, after 18 months. Isn't it nice? We can clap, right? And we can sing with masks on. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. We're really excited. You can't tell, right? So to those of us in person, thank you. Thank you. Invite. Spread the word now, okay? And for those who are connecting with us online, thank you. Uh, and, we, you know, we're just getting used to now some, and those that are in the room, you see it. we got some new audio-visual technology going on, and so we're getting used to this right now. It's a soft opening, so it's all exciting. But I want to also say thank you. Thank you to the tech team in the back. Yes. Very exciting. And so I also want to extend gratitude. And I know I, I could just see it. Everybody was wanting to clap their hands and say yes and give praise to that worship band. Melinda Hale. Yes, the worship band. We got Elliot and Ian and Andrew. And now we got Desi in the house too. So yes, it's awesome. I just love it. Um, so... Uh, we've got Elliot, who later is going to read the scripture reading. So this is a blessing. I love Elliot so much, even though he's a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. And, and we're also going to bring up pastoral intern Jace Lucas, who's now going to share a special moment that we call what, Jace? The Joy Box. Woo! Yes, we are here. And it has been in months since... Have talked about the joy box and I won't lie for these last 18 months every time that Pastor Mark has asked me to talk about joy it has been a little bit hard it has been a year and a half of difficulty and loss and all of us come here today changed we are all here and we get to come back together and that is something to celebrate. And so I am so excited that you are here joining us online. I'm excited that you get to join us with our live streams. And if you would like to contribute to this faith community and the programs and the ministries and all that happens here, we invite you to give through the Joy Box. You can give in person. We have a brand new, very secure box in the back of the room. And it's a little black box with sign you can give there you can also give if you're joining us online uh, you can send in you can mail in your check you can give by text and you can also give on our website but however you choose to give give as you feel led by the Lord and give with joy <laughs> and now Elliot will share with us a word from scripture thank you Jace 
So good to see everybody. A reading from Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 11. The translation is from the Common English Bible. Because of the grace that God gave me, I can say to each one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Instead, be reasonable, since God has measured out a portion of faith to each one of you. We have many parts in one body, but the parts don't all have the same function. In the same way, though there are many of us, we are one body in Christ, and individually, we belong to each other. We have different gifts that are consistent with God's grace that has been given to us. If your gift is prophecy, you should prophesy in proportion to your faith. If your gift is service, devote yourself to serving. If your gift is teaching, devote yourself to teaching. If your gift is encouragement, devote yourself to encouraging. The one giving should do it with no strings attached. The leader should lead with passion. The one showing mercy should be cheerful. Love should be shown without pretending. Hate evil and hold on to what is good. Love each other like the members of your own family. Be the best at showing honor to each other. Don't hesitate to be enthusiastic. Be on fire in the spirit as you serve the Lord. The word of God, words of life. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Guess I'd be a hero with sword and armor clashing, looking semi dashing, a shield within my grip. Or else I'd be a Viking and live a life of daring while smelling like a herring upon a Viking ship. I'd sail away, I'd see the world, I'd reach the farthest reaches, I'd feel the wind, I'd taste the salt and sea, and maybe storm some beaches. That's who I'd be, that's who I'd be. Or I could be a poet and write a different story, one that tells of glory and wipes away the lies into the skies i'd throw it the stars would do the telling the moon would help with spelling and night would dot the eyes i'd write a verse recite a joke with wit and perfect timing i'd share my heart confess the things i earn and do it all while rhyming but we all learn but we all hides an ogre's fate is known an ogre always stays in the dark and all alone so yes i'd be a hero and if my wish were granted life would be enchanted or so the stories say of course i'd be a hero and i would scale a tower to save a hothouse flower and carry her away but standing guard would be a beast i'd somehow overwhelm it i'd get the girl i'd take a breath and i'd remove my helmet 
Yes, mercy. Right. What an out oh my goodness. How moving. What an outstanding gift of music that was shared with us by the multi-talented Andrew Orbison. Yes, amen. And with worship leader and multi-talented Melinda Hale and also guest Lionel Renault, uh, who I'd be from Shrek the Musical. Uh, thank you so much, team. That's such a blessing for all of us. Well, the sharing of this song isn't by happenstance. Um, as it moves us forward into today's message, uh, a thematic two-parter, uh, as we're calling this The Gospel According to Broadway. And hey, right, with an abundance of musicals and shows to choose from, I mean, come on, you try narrowing that down to two. Well, this, this go-around, what we're going to do is we're going to center on Shrek the Musical, that's this morning, and then next Sunday, Dear Evan Hansen. Now, friends, what I'm not going to do, what I'm not going to do is g take us on a journey from beginning to end and tell you everything happening throughout the production. Not going to happen. But what I do urge you to do is check out, when you have a time, check out these two musicals online or at the movie theater or at the theater whenever the opportunity presents itself. And in fact, right now, currently, Shrek the Musical is on Netflix for your viewing pleasure. So if I were asked to narrow down a description of uh, this musical into one or two sentences, what I would say is, I guess, uh, it takes a, a traditional notion of what a fairy tale is and it turns it on its head, uh, in which someone who is considered uh, to be a monster gets the girl and, and the pretty princess as well, <laughs> I'd say, well, there's just something appealingly different about her. And, and it confirms that happy endings, well, they don't have to rely upon beautiful exteriors. With that, though, 
why in the world focus a message on Shrek the musical? I mean, yeah, there was that awesome song, that phenomenal song that we just heard, right? Yeah, when I, I was thinking about this character Shrek, and as I was reflecting upon him, there was a tug on my heart. And because you see, Shrek is, is, is constantly, is, is consistently represented as an outsider. He is living in a swamp. He's isolated, and he's isolated himself from a human community, from society. And it's a swamp that no one, no one wants to uh, visit. And well, hello, Shrek's an ogre. And as the song informed us, an ogre always hides, an ogre's uh, fate is known, uh, an ogre always stays in the dark and all alone. But before Shrek sings Who I Be, there's this exchange between his sidekick, Donkey, and, and uh, this is where Shrek, he, he speaks and he, he talks about how a world, it's a world that harshly judges him, to which Donkey replies, well, when we met, I didn't think that you were just a big, stupid, ugly ogre. And, and that got me to thinking, unlike the human outsiders, Shrek actually perceives himself as normal. He perceives himself as handsome. And it's only once he begins to interact with humans, that's when things turn ugly, in which he's shunned, in which the idea of his physical appearance is one of being hideous, one to be ashamed of, and that he's unworthy, that he shouldn't uh, be himself, he shouldn't be uh, who he is. And sadly, well, he just shouldn't be. And boy, that brought up about a myriad of thoughts. And one of those reflections landed on a, a memory of my oldest nephew, Zachary, and this is when he was growing up. And there's a photo of the two of us that you'll see. <coughs> and I think he was 10 or 11 at this point uh, when the photograph was taken. And, and, so, and I remember at this age, at this age, he said something to me, and what he said gave me pause, and it actually broke my heart for him. When Zachary told me that he wished that his skin color was lighter, that he wished he was more like me, white. Now, man, you hear those, those, those words coming from someone you love so much, someone you'd go to the mat for that you'd lay your life down for? And, they, and they, those words contain so much pain and hurt. Here's a young child who was internalizing a racist narrative as needing to conform to a Western standard of what is considered as handsome or beautiful or of being worthy, and that he's not enough as he is. Beautiful and handsome all in one. It's mind-boggling. That was mind-boggling at the age of 10 to have, have these kinds of thoughts. So what that did, though, is it opened up a door in which we could talk about what he was experiencing, what he was going through, about the rejection, about identity and feeling valued. And I told him, I said, Zachary, I wouldn't want you to change for anything in the world. Not one thing, just because of some, somebody else, what they're saying that you, Zachary, you were made in the image of God. 
And who is to tell you otherwise? And I told him I love him, and he said the same thing to me. And that's one thing. That's one thing about my nephews. Uh, you know, I've got three of them, uh, ages 25, 20, and 18. And, and i got to tell you, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world, absolutely luckiest guy, because no matter where we are, no matter who we're with, there could be people, no people, family, strangers, friends. What they always say inevitably is, I love you, Uncle Mark. And I always reply, I love you. Now, if I were to incorporate a part of Shrek the Musical into what I just shared about Zachary, there comes a moment when Shrek, he, he describes ogres like onions. And he says to Donkey, well, they have layers. And Donkey's reply is, uh, well, and then he says, you know, uh, you know there's, they have layers. And then Donkey says, well, they, you know, stinky? And then he says, no, 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 they're more, this is more to ogres than people think. And, and so when you take that, what is there is an underlying message. There's an underlying message here, and it's that we shouldn't judge people before we get to know them. Don't judge someone before you get to know them. I mean, how true is that? Because typically, if you judge a book by its cover, I'd say most of the time we'd be proven wrong. And there's so much more to a person. There's so much more to a person than just that mere surface appearance, right? God seeks. God searches our hearts so that we accept the divine's love. Does the Holy One care what we look like? Oh, now, you know, right, in an image-obsessed world, humans do, but does the everlasting one, does our sustainer, does our redeemer give two hoots about our sexual or affectional orientation or our gender identity, race or ethnic background, uh, faith history or practice, gender, uh, relationship status, social economic status, physical and mental ability? No, no, not one bit. What we share, what we, we teach here at Harmony is that we wholeheartedly believe in the reconciliation and redemption to and for others so that we, and that we is, is for as many people as possible in this world, that the world may come to fully understand God's love and God's inclusion. Be who you are. Be who you are. You are unique. You are remarkable. <laughs> Please don't be somebody else other than who you were created to be. Don't fake your existence. Because what the Scripture reading tells us from Romans 12, 3 through 11, it tells us we should consider ourselves as parts of the human body in which each part, each part has different functions. Every part has value. Each has this, uh, is intimately connected to the other. Each works for a healthy function of that body as a whole. So what, you, what you're bringing into the body is a gift. You are a gift. The self, yourself, that's the gift. And together what happens is the body is then used for the common good and for the glory of God. Amen? Now, everyone, everyone, each being uh, lovingly created by God is bringing something to the table, is bringing something to the table here. 
And this is how we become a vibrant, sacred faith community. Many members, and not all members, are going to have the, the same function. That's from verse 4 from the day Scripture reading. And it's followed by, there are many of us, there are many of us, we are one body in Christ, and individually we belong to each other. Now, did you hear that? We belong to each other. There is no separation from the body. Mm -mm. There's no isolation in which someone can put you into a swamp so that they, you are refused relational connection. There's no, there's no, you're not good enough or you need to be more like. We belong together, friends, and are to work together cohesively for the glory of God. Now, I think God loves diversity. Do you? But God is also telling us this. Folks, don't be messing around with the diversity that I've created in my image. Honor the diversity without destroying distinctly and equally valuable persons. Which then feeds into verse 6. We have different gifts that are consistent with God's grace that has been given to us. Now, heads up here. It's awful easy for us to sit, sit down and go, oh, yeah, but... Oh. I so wish that I had so-and-so's vocal talents, Melinda, or such-and-such such good looks, Tom, or, you know, or, or them and they's gifts. And it happens. It happens. It, it, it does. It happens. Old envy just creeps on up behind us, and it just wants to shapeshift us into somebody else. It's a reminder to embrace who you are. Embrace your own nature. Embrace your call, not my call, your call. Amen? Oftentimes, though, and this is the tough part, we put so much energy into who we aren't, mm, and probably don't even know this, we don't know who we are. We're not living into who we are. We fail to become who we were created to be. Friends, to be who we are and to be who we were born to be. It's not an easy task. Mm-mm. It takes courage and commitment. It's risky. It's, 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 like, um, it's like stripping naked and saying to the world, this is me. Now, some of you may be saying, Pastor Mark, put on some clothes. Right? But now let me ask you, how does it feel to have been stripped naked? Some of you might be saying, it feels freeing. Or some of you may be saying, Woo, I get to dance in my birthday suit. Right? Now, others of you, though, I dare say this, the high majority of us are going to be thinking, you know, I have a hard enough time just looking in the mirror and claiming myself warts and all. Faith community, we are called. We are called to do the hard work, to discover our true and authentic selves, to claim and lovingly embrace, lovingly embrace our whole selves and to fully live into ourselves. As Parker J. Palmer, founder and senior uh, partner emeritus of the Center for Courage and Renewal, he wrote in his book, uh, Let Your Life Speak, and this is the quote, embracing one's wholeness makes life more demanding because once you do that, you must live your whole life. Mm, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, uh, one of Harmony's leaders uh, for Harmony Kids, and that's uh, the youth group for elementary age children here at Harmony, 
Woohoo! I'm so excited about it. Well, this leader, uh, and he has got such a bundle of energy, and he's just passionate and so caring, and his name is Eric Feltes, and he posted a TikTok recording on uh, his personal Facebook page. And by the way, Eric is a life coach who helps gay men uh, free themselves from church shame. Well, this particular recording was in response to someone's social media statement about Eric, which said, people like these are the reason of people being homophobic. Now, I got to tell you, I, what I did was I loved Eric's response to this comment, and it has plenty of power behind it, along with grace. And while I couldn't download his recording for you, uh, it's so that way you don't get to see his amazing self, uh, here's what he shared. I want to share with you what he, he wrote to people like these are the reason of people being homophobic. You're right. Just like the reason why my dog is afraid of thunder. Just like the ocean is the reason why my best friend is afraid of drowning. But let me ask you a question. Does the thunder stop being the thunder because my dog is afraid? Does the ocean stop being the ocean because my best friend is afraid of drowning in it? Do I stop living my authentic truth because you are afraid of my authenticity? Because you live in fear. And Eric continued to say, one thing I miss about living in the Midwest is sitting in a screened-in porch and listening to the rain and thunder. And you know what else I love doing? I love swimming in the ocean. When I'm swimming in the ocean, I think it really sucks that my best friend is afraid of drowning and she can't experience this with me. Or when I'm on that porch, I think... You know, it's too bad that my dog is hiding under my bed right now and can't enjoy this with me. And when I see comments like this, I think, you're missing out because I'm awesome. So look, if you change your mind, there's a seat at the table for you. And Eric's right. Amen, right? Eric is awesome. And we at Harmony are right there with him. There's always a seat at the table for you. We are committed to following Jesus. And we're committed to following what Apostle Paul wrote in the verses 9 through 11 in today's scripture reading. Love should be shown without pretending. Hate evil and hold on to what is good. Love each other like the members of your family. Be the best at showing honor to each other. Don't hesitate to be enthusiastic. Be on fire. Be on fire for the Spirit as you serve the Lord. Shrek the musical reminds us, the universal we, we are children of the beloved high God. Our value doesn't change just because someone else says so. God breathed life into us. We are each a part of God, and we belong to each other. And you know what we focused last month on, art plus faith. And what does God call us? A masterpiece. A masterpiece. We are one of a kind. You are one of a kind. You're unique. Each of us has gifts. We're each wonderfully and fearfully made. And if someone tells you otherwise, let it go. 
Just put it on behind you and move on. Because what they say, what they do, it doesn't make you any less of a person, no. It doesn't make you any less of a masterpiece, no. Mm-mm. They aren't the ones who breathed life into you, are they? No, the everlasting one did. They can't change your value because your value came from the Holy One. Amen? When you look up, friends, when you look up beloved child or masterpiece in the dictionary, this is what I want you to see. I want you to see your face there. I want you to see your face there as beloved child, as masterpiece. Smack dab on that page. And if you want to be environmentally conscious on the screen, okay? Because you, you matter. You are worthy of love and capable of loving. I love you. I love you for who you are. So be who you are. Love each other as God loves you. Amen? Amen. Pastor Mark for that message. We're going to stand and do one more worship song together. Thank you so much for coming out and being together once again. And at home, feel free to sing along. Heavenly Father, I come, don't have much to offer, only one, I'm humbled by all that you've done, and even though I walk through the valley, I don't have to fear no. You have called me from my sorrow to gladness. I had what more could I want? So raise my faith a little higher, set my spirit on fire. Lord, we're asking you to move. Cause you're the God of restoration, the one who gives salvation. Oh, Yo! 
salvation, the one who gives salvation. Oh, let revival come. So raise my faith a little higher. Set my spirit on fire. Lord, we're asking you to move. Cause you're the God of restoration, the one who gives salvation. Oh, let revival come. Let revival come. Hey, revive me, revive me with the joy that you bring, joy that you bring, singing. Revive me, revive me with the joy that you bring, joy that you bring, singing. Revive me, revive me with the joy that you bring, joy that you bring, singing. Revive me, revive me with the joy that you bring, joy that you bring, singing.